Hi, good evening, friends, and welcome to another episode of 10 Minutes with TM File. This evening, we're going to be talking about something that's increasingly common, um, loneliness. And uh, really talking about the difference between social isolation and loneliness, how we can be socially connected yet feel lonely, uh, what are some of the... the um, medical and uh, psychosocial effects of loneliness and ways that we can work on um, combating that or or getting more connected the way we actually choose to be. So um, we're all socially connected. Most of us are. And being socially connected, which means we're around people, we're connected to people on the internet through apps and you know Facebook and Instagram and all kinds of chat platforms. So we're not socially isolated. So the, the definition of social isolation is a lack of contact between an individual and society. And that's something we see sometimes with older, older adults who are because of old age or disability, uh you know, in their homes and they're isolated from society and they have very limited interaction with uh, humans. Um, very few people in their peer network are alive and they're socially isolated. That's not really a problem that we see a lot in terms of a lack of a contact. So we have actually a world that is very socially connected. People have, I'm going to put in quotation mark, friends, hundreds of friends, sometimes thousands of you know, quotation mark friends through um, Facebook and Instagram and all kinds of different media and on their phone all the time, yet they're not connected. So we're socially connected. We're not isolated, but we're still lonely. Loneliness is increasing. And the difference between loneliness and social isolation is loneliness is that discrepancy between a person's preferred and actual social relations. So alone does not mean you're lonely. You could be alone, but not lonely because you have other people in your network and you have close friends and uh, relationships that you value, even though you're alone. And being around people does not protect against loneliness. So you could be part of a relationship, you could have children, you could be in a whole room full of people at work and in your life and still feel lonely because loneliness is that difference between what you actually want and what is going on in your real life. So if you're somebody who craves deeper, more meaningful relationships with certain people and it's not happening, you could have 30 people around you and still be lonely. So alone doesn't mean you're lonely. Having people around you does not make you not lonely. Being socially connected does not protect against loneliness because you could have a lot of people in your network. But, you know, when you start to look through that list, how many of those people do you know their last names? Um, do you know their birthdays? Do you know anything about them? Do you have their phone numbers or would you have to reach them through uh, an inbox through an app? So those aren't really friends, you know. Then you start to say, how many of those people, even if I had their phone, would I call in an emergency? Would I call if I was feeling down? Would they even pick up my call? Do they know enough about me to give me good advice? So, you know, when you when people have 
a lot of people in their network, but very few people that they actually can connect with. And some people have no one to connect with, despite being in a in a large environment, that that leads to that feeling of loneliness. And with more and more people working remotely, and working from home, and putting in their metrics behind the computer, it's increasingly seen now you can be socially isolated, um, physically from humans, socially connected through the. Um, internet and apps and all kinds of social media, but still be lonely. So loneliness is a feeling that if you've had it, sometimes, you know, people occasionally feel lonely. There are questionnaires we do in healthcare to see if people are lonely. Um, Sometimes, often, do they feel like they're not connected? And that's important because loneliness actually impacts quality of life. And it actually is linked to mortality, which is a risk of death. So there have been studies done that shows that 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 feeling of loneliness um, is as closely linked to mortality as, as smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day or consuming more than six alcoholic um, drinks a day or being obese or physically active, inactive. So loneliness is as closely linked to mortality as being a smoker or drinking daily, or being obese or physically inactive. So we know that loneliness affects your hormones, your stress levels. It affects your inflammatory markers. And we do know that social isolation, when people are physically removed from other people, it increases risk of depression and dementia and cognitive decline. So we know that social relationships are important. So some people are natural extroverts. Some people are more introverted. But social relationships are critical for how we function and they influence our blood pressure, our immune functioning, adherence with medications, if we have chronic long-term conditions. And so social relationships are important. Not every interaction is positive and there's some people that actually drain you, but social relationships do affect our functioning. And, uh, you know, there was a large study that was done couple, you know, meta-analysis in medicine that was done of, uh, of 148 studies put together with over 300,000 participants. And they found that greater, so, greater social connection was associated with 50% lower risk of early death, you know, but meaningful social connections. And that's the important part of that, having meaningful social connections. And, you know, social isolation really does cost a lot. There's increasing in hospitalization and nursing homes. And in 2018, the British government actually appointed their first minister of loneliness because from a cost reason, from hospitalizations, from medical and psychosocial reasons, this was a big enough thing that they appointed their first minister of loneliness to start to look at things in place um, to to measure that and to address loneliness. And again, you know, it's thought that one in four baby boomers um, have never been married or are divorced and one in six live alone. So that is people are becoming increasingly socially isolated. They may be connected on the Internet, but loneliness may be something that is increasingly common both for older adults as they age, but also in a society where more people are working remotely and are not uh, engaged in interactions with other people in the workplace. So now that we've talked about kind of 
the effects of loneliness and some of the things that we see with loneliness, it's important to start to talk about what are the things that um, we can do, what are things that can help with that. So a couple of things. One is to reconnect with, with old friends. So if, if you're fortunate enough to have a way to reconnect with some old friends or people that you had childhood experiences with, it might be worthwhile to reach out. They might be going through that same stage through their empty nesters, they're divorced, they're, um, they're, they're coupled, but they're still um, seeking additional um, um, relationships and deeper, meaningful interactions with old friends. So reconnecting with old friends might be a way um, to uh, against loneliness. Two is making time for those who reach out to you. So if you have friends who reach out to you, um, who want to spend time, um, girlfriends who want to get together to just talk, you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money to share ideas, to bond. That's always time to make that time and not um, um, neglect those relationships. Three is to nurture the relationships that you have. So if you have people in your support system and relationships that are helpful, that work, to nurture them because those are going to be the people you go to when you need things, but also that you're there for them and you have a bi-directional relationship. Uh, four is, is not to assume that everyone's okay and doing well. Don't be shy or too quiet to to ask someone, a friend from the gym, somebody you work with, to say, hey, do you want to do dinner? Do you want to grab a lunch? Do you want to um, do something together? Because there are lots of people who are also in that same situation where they would like deeper, meaningful relationships. And sometimes just asking if someone's okay and asking to spend time, maybe what happens. Five is to volunteer. When you volunteer, I did an episode earlier on volunteering that helps because when you volunteer, you might, um, you will meet other people, either the people you're working side alongs or the people you're volunteering with. And sometimes that's a way to meet people and to develop uh, meaningful interactions. And uh, also another thing to do is, is let, um, let your support system know what's going on and really seek out um, ways to, um, to engage yourself and go deeper in the relationships that we have. So other things that have helped are some beneficial interventions for loneliness. There are things with uh, social facilitation where people can be um, in situations where um, they are around other people who are um, looking at friendships and how to um, develop friendships. There's uh, pet therapy, which helps when people have adopted pets. Um, that has helped because by having a pet, especially uh, dogs, have been looked at a lot. Um, they provide uh, friendship. For some people, it allows them twice a day. They have to walk the dogs and they're outside. They're talking to other people. It's good for their physical and mental health. Um, looking at um, leisure skill development, looking at things you're good at and working on that and then looking at ways to volunteer doing that, um, psychosocial therapy and then um, other interventions. But bottom line is loneliness is something that is increasingly seen as as we get more connected socially but less deeper interactions and that discrepancy between what we prefer and what is actually happening is what causes loneliness 
and just a couple of things to think about um, to negate that and to work on that. So thank you for listening to 10 Minutes with TM Fowl. I hope you enjoyed this episode.